1: News from the Krabby Coffee Shop brought to us by Your Name Here.
2: Welcome to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop with your hosts, Don McClain. From Jason and Alexis in the Morning on My Talk 1071, Garage Logic's newsman, Mr. FYI, John Height, and the crabbiest guy in the coffee shop, Kenny Olson. Uh,
1: do you think John did a, the uh, Irish goodbye on us, Don? Oh,
2: my gosh, what? I I can't do this without John. (laughs) John, John, he's not here today. Uh, So don't leave me with him.
1: When you and I and John first uh, conceived this dumb show, it was to clear our desk, and you can hear of stories that we haven't got to. And I want to clear my desk off because some of these stories, Don, I've been sitting on a while. And I just want you to go thumbs up or thumbs down on whether or not you want to talk about them. And this first story, I've had this thing a long time since I'm going to say maybe last July. It's from the Star Tribune headline, Indonesia Ends Army Virginity Test.
2: I mean, thumbs up for that one. I've got to say (laughs) thumbs up to all of them because the listening audience, there is going to be at least one person who wants to hear it. And I don't want to piss anyone off.
1: Uh, okay. Uh, I was really hoping you'd say no. No, please. Uh, what is this all about? Indonesia. Okay. Used to test their female recruits to find out if they were virgins. And if they were not virgins, uh, vir- virgins, virgins, <laughs> they don't get in, so to speak. They
2: don't have to fight.
1: During a test, a doctor inserts two fingers into the, uh, uh the the uh promised land. Based on the
2: Is this the guy who used to be the doctor for the US gymnastics team? Yeah. <laughs> this creep. Yeah. Oh my god. Two
1: fingers. Promised land, and based on the incorrect notion that it's possible to determine in that way whether or not a woman has had sexual intercourse. So it's um uh, what is the lining called? Whatever it's called, if it's there, she's okay. If it's gone,
2: the veil of virginity, the hymen. <laughs> yes, the hymen, Buster. Which yeah. I'm sorry, Buster. if you have done any sports or or ridden a bike, like you don't have one anymore. Like it's not like you know right. what I mean. Right. I know I I couldn't can't believe we're talking about hymens this early <laughs> in the podcast or this early in the day. I was
0: really thinking this was going to be an on your honor system,
1: Kenny.
2: So I'm I'm glad that you're
0: you're no pun intended digging deep here. By
1: the way, (laughs) nice Ross, really nice. God, this is
2: absolutely a sexual assault.
1: Oh yeah, and it says so right in the article. It's sexual abuse. It is sexual violence, and it absolutely is. But I always thought that Buster Hyman would be a character in a Mel Brooks movie, (laughs) right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, let's get that out of the way. That is very uh, untoward. Indonesia, and ugly. gosh, yeah.
2: and it's the the army. Yeah. Well, who wants to go into the army anyway in Indonesia?
1: Headline: U.S. sues over ninety-one thousand five hundred pennies dumped in a Georgia driveway. The owner of a Georgia auto repair shop who jumped uh, dumped these oil-covered pennies in a former employee's driveway was not creating just a sticky mess that took nearly seven hours to clean up, oh. the U.S. Department of Labor said. He was also retaliating against the former employee for having complained to the department that he had not received his final paycheck. So the story is a uh, guy gets fired or quits or whatever, uh, doesn't get his final paycheck, demands it, And uh, this clown, this uh, auto repair shop, loads up over 91,000 pennies in a oil barrel, so they're all covered with oil, Yeah, dumps them in this guy's driveway, and believe it or not, it equals almost the exact amount he was owed, like $915. (laughs) I was
2: going to say that's $910 or whatever, because I I had to do math there, and it was not easy for me.
1: You did that in your head?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, just, you know, it can't be 9000
1: What are you, some sort of savant? Wow. Uh, anyway, he's in trouble with the U.S. government, and they're making him pay, and blah, 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 blah. See, that would be a story I wouldn't bring up.
0: Didn't Julian in Trailer Park Boys once pay his rent in all pennies? <laughs> yes. Do you remember that episode? Yes. Well,
1: are, are you referring to um, The Big Dirty, where they decided to rob a change... It was one of these games in a uh, in a movie theater lobby, where you put money in and you guess the amount of quarters in there or something like that. So there's this big glass globe yes. full of quarters, and they decide to uh, rob that, and they called it the Big Dirty. I think that's actually the movie, and I think that might be the first Trailer Park Boys uh, thing I saw.
2: I think it is the movie. Okay.
1: Yeah. What.
2: what? What is the one where they um, they try to steal the ATM machine? Yeah. Right? That's They send yes. um, the two... I have a terrible memory. What Rick, are their names?
0: Tre- is it Trevor and Trevor, Noah, or what's no, his name? Trevor
2: and Noah. No. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it, it's Trevor and...
0: Smokes.
1: The, <laughs> the smokes, yeah. let's go. Smokes. No, what's his name? Um, Trevor is the quiet one, right? And the other one is the rapper kid. Yeah. Drives well, we're going
2: to have to look it up.
1: They drive the Skidoo snowmobile in the summer with wheels in place of skis. <laughs> I think
0: what's I'm glad that you don't remember their name because that's what I always forget. What are their two names?
2: Yeah. Here we go. I'll look it up. That's so Keep fantastic. Talking, Kenny.
1: Ricky, Julian, Bubbles uh, are the three main characters. Uh and then it's And there's J Rock.
2: J Rock?
1: Yeah, that's it. No. No, 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 J-Rock is Corey. the rapper, Corey, Corey and Corey. Trevor. Corey and oh Trevor, Corey. Corey and Trevor. J-Rock is the rapper, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, anyway, where were we going with that?
2: I don't know. We th- bring up Trailer Park Boys a lot. I hope somebody has at least benefited from this and I, started to watch you it. You
0: were pretty much done with the story. I was just chiming in after we had figured out the guy paid $915. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, and that you're right. That's exactly what Julian did. Uh, yeah, The great thing about Julian is no matter what he's doing, including hanging upside down, he's always got that <laughs> yes. drink in his hand, and it never spills.
2: Yeah, that rocks uh, glass.
1: Celebrity death that we did not cover on my talk on the Jason and Alexis show this morning.
2: Oh, great.
1: Dwayne Hickman.
2: Yes, Dobie Gillis.
1: He passed away.
2: Yeah, that's been since Monday. I didn't want to mention it because there were too many other deaths.
1: 87 years old. Uh, and the only thing interesting about this, well, I, I shouldn't say that. I thought the whole piece was interesting. But what I found very interesting were the celebrities that got their start on the Dobie Gillis show. Oh, cool. Marlo Thomas. Really? Ryan O'Neal. Oh. Bill Bixby. Oh. You remember him? Yes. I think he was in a show called The Magician, was he not?
2: Bill Bixby's also like the Hulk or... No. No, yeah, no, no, he, no, 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 no. He uh, might be. No, Bill Bixby. He was in some type of like a superhero Las, show. Las or,
1: Vegas. Was he the guy in Vegas where he parked his car inside a house, or he lived inside an old fire on, uh, station? Second. And the big name Warren Beatty got his start on Dobie Gillis.
2: Warren Beatty.
1: Warren Beatty. Yeah.
2: He was on the Incredible Hulk. Bill Bixby, hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I still have a brain.
1: Okay, uh, that and then one more here. I don't know that this is interesting or not, and basically I pulled this out of the paper a month or maybe more ago just to give to you so you could read it. It's a piece, you know Chris Hewitt, right? Star Tribune uh, movie review guy? Yes. The state, Minnesota, very first movie made in 1922 called Free Air, a silent. We had a movie that was shot in Minnesota in oh. 1922. Wow. And it was actually, um, a lot of these early films were actually, uh, without actually coming out and admitting it, they were propaganda.
2: Of course.
1: And this was kind of propaganda to defeat and combat something called Townleyism which was a form of socialism that was gaining a foothold at the time in Minnesota and North Dakota.
2: Townleyism.
1: Townleyism, right. And I remember when I read this, I had to look it up, and sure enough, yeah, there was such a thing known as Townley, Townleyism, and it was kind of a light form of socialism. And this movie was supposed to... um Support um
2: anti-townleyism yeah <laughs> yeah it, it sounds so friendly
1: it, yeah, and it actually it's was just
2: like help your neighbor
1: r- or r- what uh I don't know oh oh, you mean townleyism no, yeah. I don't know I, I I don't remember, but it was a it was a movie that was supposed to champion big business and it was shot um in St Paul. And uh, Rosemont, which is just south of us, the St. Paul Hotel, Red Wing, elsewhere. Oh, and the bluffs. What are the bluffs just north of Stillwater, uh, Ross, um, where everybody goes to the cliffs? Oh, Taylor's Falls. Yeah, Taylor's Falls. So they go up to Taylor's Falls and use that as a double of uh, Glacier Park. And it's really a fascinating piece. I thought it was really interesting from Chris Hewitt in the Star Tribune.
2: So is the idea, let me, I know that you might not know about Townleyism, But is it like, hey, don't do trade with your neighbor, buy from a big business instead? They were worried that people were having their own little communities where they just... Bought and sold their own items and lived within their bubble.
1: Yeah, it was okay. about. It, it, but well, it let was. Let
2: them do it. What's wrong it, with that? It, it
1: was super, super subtle, though. It was just along. It was a, a road movie, you know, a road trip movie, where along the way you encounter all the benefits of big business and uh, that kind of thing.
2: And it was very subtle. <laughs> and that's why it was semi
1: successful because it wasn't preachy. And nobody actually realized that they were actually, you know, being preached to
2: oh how evil
1: <laughs> they were
0: fearful of the big box store in 1923 is that what that was yeah so. no
2: they no they no, wanted it yeah, sorry they're promoting, they're promoting it, it. Yeah. yes because the big business thought well we got to get these people to stop liking each other and doing business with each other and just buy our stuff
1: um i'm trying to look up tonleyism right now so we can get a Pure definition. I did too,
2: and it, I came up with like names of yeah, people. Arthur Arthur Townley. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, and he was the f- f- uh, the the guy who came up with it.
2: Oh, he is. Yeah. Well, that is very okay. So I thought Townleyism meant I didn't know it was named after a guy. I thought it was just the concept of keeping business within your town. It also fits that.
1: Yeah.
0: Is that also where the name Townie came from? When you call oh. somebody, oh, they're a Townie.
1: Yeah, uh,
2: Townie Bars?
1: Yep. Yeah. Uh, no, no, it's not. And don't say Townie Bars around me. You know better than that,
2: though. I know, <laughs> I wanted to make you mad. We got yeah. to have some crabby right there, now.
1: There's two things that really drive me, set me off, um, Ross. Towny Bars and Dive Bars, to which I say, you mean a bleeping bar? Why does there have to be a definition of, and and why is it that I find out a bar that I've been going to for a long time and I really enjoy is all of a sudden now a dive bar?
2: It's like, ironically, people go there.
1: Is that because the waiters aren't wearing white gloves? What the hell defines a dive bar? Shut up with your dive bar. It's a bar.
0: I generally feel anytime somebody calls a bar that, that tends to be the bar I want to be
1: at.
2: Yeah, it's the bar I would feel more place. comfortable in. It's just a place where,
1: but yeah, where my people go. your name. But why? Do, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but Sometimes why do we have to
0: call,
1: Why do we have to call it a dive bar? Why isn't it just a bar? It's just a bar. These go are the city bar.
2: people, Kenny, who are used to going to bars in a hotel lobby or a restaurant that's nice, and so it's kitschy and cute to them to go to these um, bars that they feel like. They're really not in, that's not their place, and it's like a fun night for them, like going to an amusement park. Instead of
1: going to the aristocrat bar or the country club. That's right.
0: Off the top of your head, Kenny, you just named two, and I already forgot one. You don't like dive bar. What else don't you like? Townie bar. Townie bar. Okay, I know you don't like man cave. Hate man, cave. man
1: <laughs> That is the oh, worst thing ever. The term. My man sister, tape. oh my youngest sister, oh she drives me crazy. She comes into my shop that I have been busting my ass for the last five years, turning a oh, barn no. a barn into a shop, raising the hayloft on. You know on how some of these barns where you have animals on the main floor and then mm-hmm. above you have a hayloft and that yeah. hayloft floor is pretty low. So I've raised it from being, you know, six feet up to 15 feet, and I've done a lot of work in this place. She comes in and says, oh, what a cute little man cave. (laughs) It's like, oh, my God, five years of heavy labor working on this thing, sweat and blood and broken bones. Yeah, and you're calling it a cute little man cave. You pretentious little so-and-so, Gretch.
2: (laughs) Gretch.
1: Yeah, she's a good kid. She's, she didn't know any better. Oh. Dawn, uh,
0: three terms from you that drive you crazy. Well, on air production meeting. This may be used well, on social I, later I am, today. I can tomorrow. tell
2: you this right I can give now. Give you a hundred. <laughs> I am tired today of people questioning me about things, giving me lists. Kenny did the same thing this morning. I've had a migraine for twelve days. Yeah, and I can barely get through my day. Yeah. I'm not yelling at you, Ross. I just can't even, I don't even know what my name is right now.
1: Here's the deal, Ross. Anything that describes food.
2: Descriptive words about food.
1: Don't even say them. I know you've got a head full and you (laughs) want to blurt them out right now. Don't say it.
0: I think I'm just going to use one, two, and three will just be migraines. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the, the list I'm that I put sorry. out. Sorry,
2: I just completely <laughs> shut you down. It, it, it's the first it, rule <laughs> against improv is to n- know and.
0: It was almost like Kenny was sitting in the studio with me. <laughs>
2: I know. <laughs> nah, you're all
1: good. I get it. I-, I have
2: a doctor's appointment after this, if anyone's concerned. See, and
1: I, Don, I knew you were going through this, but I, I'm so it's like four in the morning, and I'm going through uh, emails from listeners. And this one guy who I trust sent me a a link to an article called Hollywood's New Rules. And it's, and I started reading it thinking, okay, this is going to be stupid. And it turns out that it's, it's really, really fascinating. And it talks about uh, behind the scenes what's happening in Hollywood on who works on productions, uh, everything from the writers, to the uh, the people that uh, run errands and the line mm-hmm. producers and the editors and everything and I, I should send it to Holly too because you two are the only two that I talk to seriously. About movies, so that's why I sent it to you. And I didn't want it to be show prep for today. We Did, might because
2: I didn't read it.
1: Yeah, and, and I it's so fascinating to me. And keep I in haven't mind, read it
2: yet? I will read it. I just haven't had time.
1: Keep in mind when people do this, I usually get into it and I'll read the first paragraph or two and go, "Yeah, okay." And I, I you know, trash it. Uh, but this I sound uh, I found so fascinating that I read it twice. Um, but I don't think we're going to have time to get it today. to uh, To get to it today, I'd like to have John read it and maybe talk about it at a future date. But I wanted to know: Do you have anything uh, on your desk? Old stories or uh, in- in- interesting stuff we can clear out and throw away and put behind us? Did do you, I? Yeah. Did you bring any old crap in today?
2: I didn't bring old stuff in. No, just new stuff. Um, you brought
1: show prep in, so you actually did show prep.
2: I did. Yeah. What do you got? I have, um, well, you know, the TSA, they catch people trying to get stuff through the scanner, and they have a list of the things that they the top ten catches.
1: Are any of these things in body cavities?
2: Uh, well, let me see here. Mm, Say I'm, no,
1: because I don't want to talk about body cavities.
2: No, no body cavities, okay. I don't think. Okay, right. so um, I'll, I'll leave the best one for last, but... Um, They found bullets inside deodorant.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're so easy to ship. Why do you have to do that?
2: Maybe if you're just at the last minute, you're like, I really need to bring these bullets on the plane. What am I going to do?
1: Okay, I'll admit they're rare and hard to come by, and prices are on the rise because everybody buys them. But seriously, okay.
2: Okay, um, this just says a meat cleaver. I don't know where it was, (laughs) but a meat cleaver. You're trying to get through TSA with a meat cleaver? No,
1: don't do that.
2: A chainsaw.
1: A chainsaw, the world's most dangerous tool, a chainsaw.
2: Yeah, we're talking about with you in the cabin, (laughs) not below, you know, um, a firearm belt buckle.
1: Oh, oh, right, a a belt buckle disguised as a firearm, or a firearm disguised as a belt buckle. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Have you seen Dazed and Confused?
2: No, I have't. Oh you have got to watch it.
1: Uh, uh, Randall Pink Floyd, he's got a belt buckle that's actually a pot pipe. Okay. And at one point they're standing outside the uh, they're standing outside a, a, a store or a bar. He takes off his belt buckle, holds it up to his mouth, takes a hit, lights it up, puts it back on his belt. Oh not a gosh. word is said. It's not acknowledged at all. He just does it. It's it's fantastic. Oh my
2: gosh! I'm sure they still make those in you've some head see, shops.
1: You have got to see that movie. I daughter. know. It's so good.
2: I know. I'm. I'm it's about my behind. youth.
1: Yeah. It's about my youth. Your youths. Yeah. Yeah. Pick out which one was me when you watch that movie.
2: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let me guess. The uh, eighth grader with a full beard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's about a junior. The last day of high school uh in texas austin texas um and it's about the junior class that just turned into seniors it's it's really good oh yeah i mean in 1976
2: obviously yeah i've heard years and years everybody's seen it's just one of those movies i've never seen you know not for any reason um a wine holder shaped like a gun that's no. another thing somebody yeah, no, tried to no. get through.
1: Don't, don't even say the letters G-U-N uh, when you're anywhere near an aer- yeah. airport.
2: So these are just the illegal things. Um, the m- number one thing, though, was a meth burrito. <laughs> okay, so methamphetamine. Um, somebody had a burrito. Yeah. And it's exactly what it sounds like. Crystal meth inside a breakfast burrito. And that's not the first time it's happened. So in pe- 2016, there was another meth burrito, which leads me to believe that at some point somebody got a burrito through, right? With meth in it.
0: Oh, without a doubt.
2: I mean, right. I'm sure they're they're bundled up because they're intending to. It's not like it's just mixed in.
0: And Did you say it? the last one? Sorry, Kenny. The last one was 2016. Yeah. So one of my all time favorite stories. Before. Yep. Was twenty sixteen. Yeah, yeah. One of my all time favorite stories. I just Googled this and pulled this up. This is from June first of twenty fifteen. And you guys may remember this. Kenny, I'm sure you guys covered this. TC TCA. TSA chief out after agents fail ninety-five percent of airport breach tests. Did you ever see this or or read this story? Wow, no. So this is from 2015. I remember I was working for a different employer at the time, and we talked about this story on air. Essentially, what happened was they gave all the airports a heads up. Hey, you need to be looking for these things. They're going to come through, and people are going to try and smuggle stuff through. Here's what you should be looking for. They got 5% of it.
2: Oh, my
1: gosh. This is the equivalent of the teacher saying, this will be on the test. yeah, And then you get it wrong anyway.
2: Oh, my gosh. Wow. Here's a story.
1: Okay. I didn't, how do I put this? I didn't know this guy. Okay. That's a that's a good way to start.
2: I didn't know this guy, which means no, it's a story about him.
1: I have no, no, uh, it's not about me because <laughs> okay. I have never been to Amsterdam. Uh huh. But evidently, this guy used to go to Amsterdam frequently, and this was after nine eleven. Actually, before and after nine eleven. Okay. He was smoking at the time. He would go to Amsterdam and get a bunch of packs of I don't know whatever he smoked—Winston's, uh, uh Camels. Surgically open the bottom of the pack, the cellophane with a razor blade, right? Sure. Take the cellophane off, take the cigarettes out, a few of the cigarettes out, empty out, tap out the tobacco out of the cigarettes.
2: Yeah. He I know would where then this
1: is going. He would then have seeds that he pur- purchased.
2: Oh, seeds.
1: Seeds for plants. He's got
2: a long-haul plan here.
1: That he would bring home and grow. He would fill a few of the cigarettes up with seeds and then refill it with the remaining uh, tobacco, push them back in there, put them back in the pack, seal everything up, including the cellophane at the bottom, and then toss them into his luggage.
2: Wow. And he never got caught?
1: Not that I know of.
2: Ooh.
1: Yeah. How, how, do, how is it that we end up talking about crime and illegal activities every single week? <laughs> this
2: is, yeah. What ha- oh, this is TSA. It's, my, it's be- my fault because I had this story. But this about-
1: was both, from what I remember, both before and after 9-11. Obviously, before 9-11, you could get anything on an airplane. This, and I mean anything
0: this person Kenny sounds like somebody who needs to be a consultant in our how to evade the uh
1: <laughs> yeah. the law business
0: at the yeah uh, yeah but that, that, i
1: think that that goes into actually committing crimes right cuz we don't want to teach how to do crimes we just want to teach how to get away with it <laughs>
2: There's Which a very fine like line here. Aren't we essentially teaching how to commit <laughs> crimes, so, though? I mean, when I thought about that after the podcast last week, I was like, that's the same thing.
1: Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. Yeah.
2: We don't condone any criming.
1: One time uh, before 9-11, I went from here to Dallas to Vegas for a few days, back to Dallas, and then uh, through what? through Miami down to Jamaica. Then I was at Jamaica for four days, um, and I, I took international flights. None of these were uh, none of these were uh, charter flights, right? Charter uh, flights. No, you know what I mean. When you go to Jamaica, it's usually on a little, on, yeah. yeah, on a crappy little charter thing where you you all go to the charter airport it's like you a all, Cessna. <laughs> Yeah, you all, yeah, no, it, it's a regular sized jet. Yeah. But then you get off and you get on a bus and you get taken to Negril or Montego Bay or wherever you're going. Right. I was on the international flight. Um, and so I did that, and um, on my way back I had to go through Miami again, and I had this ticket um, with all the places I had been in the last seven days, and I had one piece of carry-on luggage, <laughs> and obviously I'm flying clean because you know I, I I I never took any chances like
2: that. No, no, no.
1: But the guy at the uh, at the airport at customs in Miami said, "You've been here, 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 and here, and here." And that's your only luggage? And I'm like, y- y- yeah. He goes, follow me. <laughs> and then I got the going. You know, I got the once over, twice, two, three yes. times. Yeah. So yeah.
2: why indeed did you go what to do you all mean? those places within you
1: know, uh, oh, seven oh, days? Oh, because I, I flew. F- um, I, I have a, a family member oh, in the right. in, in the airlines. Yeah,
2: that's right. So you yeah. were flying for free.
1: Well, flying for taxes, but yeah, sure. yeah, the
2: yeah. I see. Russ? What I got
0: Well, I got two TSA stories that it just always boggles my mind how they work or how they don't work. So I was flying back from Fort Myers probably five, six years ago with some friends. And my buddy flies a lot more than I do just for work and such. And he's got family all over the country. So he's got the pre-check. I don't. I fly maybe once a year, sometimes twice. Yeah. Don't yeah. really
1: love flying. I hate it myself. Yeah.
0: So we're walking through. And we're not even at the area where you go through pre-check. There's just a TSA guy with some dogs. And he sees my buddy, and I guess the dog gave my buddy the okay. And he goes, oh, you can just go through that line. It's the quicker line, yada, 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 where you don't have to take your shoes off and your belt. Yeah. And my buddy literally looks at the TSA guy and says, oh, I'm with those two. Can I just stay with them? And he goes, oh, they can go with you. And I'm like, well, wait a second. The dog said you were okay. Yeah, I know, like, myself and the other buddy are okay.
2: But, but if yeah. we're just going to
0: willy-nilly just start letting people through, <laughs> they yeah. don't what's the point in this? And then my same buddy tells the story. He went through the same thing you did, Kenny, Yeah, where he ended up having to have the... Uh, yeah,
1: grab your ankles, <laughs> yeah. my friend. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: the more thorough check. Yeah, And he said, I, I love this line. Apparently the TSA guy g- goes, or gal, I don't even know, goes believe me, this is more uncomfortable for me than it is for you. And Ooh, he just goes, yeah. you want to bet? I don't think so.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're using a whole fist, Doc? Oh uh. my
2: gosh, my my boyfriend has been searched uh, the the times that we've flown. Um, gosh, we've, you know, it's been four flights, like, I don't know, since November or something. So
0: Sounds like a movie.
2: Four flights since November. But he has been searched every time around his... His, Why? Uh,
1: yeah. His swimsuit area.
2: Swimsuit area down below the bottom parts. Why? The buoy. The buoy. Um,
1: <laughs> the buoy. <laughs> the
2: buoy. Um, I, we don't know. that Something is showing up down there. And it's like, they think he has something. He's like, I don't. But well, they have to go up and down, like, feeling and feeling.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> have you seen Spinal Tap? Yeah. The scene where they're going through airport <laughs> yes. security? And he's got a big cucumber wrapped in tinfoil? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah.
2: No, it wasn't like it, no. Oh, we've got
1: armadillos know. in our trousers, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but we don't know why it like it's it's showing up as something that he's got something down there.
1: Yeah. I dare you next time to chime up and go, boy, does he ever. Yes. <laughs> Let me
2: tell you about it.
1: Check it out. You're oh. going to love this. So one time that I did pay for a flight, I was coming home from Hawaii. <laughs> time. Yeah, uh, coming home from uh, Hawaii. And uh, there's something I should have left behind, but I didn't. And uh, we're sitting in the airport waiting to get on our flight. And here comes... Um, two inspectors with a dog and it's a cute little dog and it's not an angry looking like German Shepherd or anything and the dog um, sniffs everybody's carry-on luggage and uh, I elbow uh, elbow the roommate and said "Uh, uh, this this could be an issue Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a problem here
2: and she said, What?
1: Yeah, yeah. You, you can imagine. Idiot. Yeah, yeah. She's like, Are you what kind of and I'm like, I know, I'm sorry. Um but I forgot. Th- but this is gonna be this is gonna be bad. The dog walks right by my carry on luggage sitting at my feet and uh, gets two people down and sits down next to somebody's carry-on luggage. Someone else's. They make the person open up the luggage.
2: Right there in front of everyone.
1: Pulled out grapefruit pineapple and other fruits it had nothing
2: it was a fruit dog
1: yes yes
2: it wasn't a drug dog they're trained well i
1: didn't say it was drugs that i had but i immediately went to the restroom and uh took care of
2: (laughs) the issue oh my gosh oh lord yeah jeez kenny that scares me
1: yeah yeah uh, yeah, and it was the one time uh, I was paying, you know, because I don't dare do it when I don't dare do oh, anything illegal. Right. Oh, you don't want
2: illegal. that person to right, no, God, be no. attached to no, them. No, God, no,
1: no, no, always on my best behavior. My best s- story about flying non-rev was, and I think it was that trip where I ended up in Jamaica, flying from Dallas to Miami in the middle of the night, first class, the only person in first class, pretty much an empty plane, Yeah, uh, and the flight crew, everybody but the people flying the plane, sat down next to me, and we partied the whole way to Miami. Oh, that's and we, fun. And we were all just rubber-kneed when we got off the plane. It was so <laughs> awesome. Yeah, there's nothing better than an empty flight and uh, board flight attendance. It was so you fun. You
2: know, I just realized that you, along with Jason, who pays for his flights, you guys yeah. fly first class. Yeah. And you rib us, Alexis and I, about yeah. how we sit in...
1: Yeah, with the poor people. Yeah, in the steerage, as you call it, steerage. Yeah, back, yeah, <laughs> and you yeah. make
2: fun of us. Yeah. And now I realize you're doing it on somebody else's dime like well, you, <laughs> s-
1: you still have to pay a little bit <laughs> you do
2: have to pay but come on this isn't the same
1: but and it's not the same nowadays either um, um, dawn because all I just f- thought
2: that you were secretly very a luxe type person who need to be treated with kid gloves and well I, I'm not a good flyer. Okay. so
1: it helps being up there and and it helps having a drink or two in the airport and then a drink or two on the plane before the wheels are even up. Yeah, that helps. I used to do that. Yeah. And of course, that's not the case uh, nowadays. Anybody that's listening now who's a non-rail flyer knows what a nightmare it is because you're getting bumped constantly because planes are so full right now and staffing is short and yeah Yeah. so it's a real it's it's a pain in the ass flying a non-rev these days
2: i got a 600 hundred dollar voucher remember i told you guys that burning
1: a hole in your pocket
2: yeah where should i go
1: somewhere hot
2: american airlines well i feel the need to um have it with my other half oh it's on american
1: so you're gonna have to go through o'hare or dfw don't um Uh, what's a flight to Maui cost I don't know can you afford
2: that Um, not without the $600 voucher
1: because uh, Hawaii is amazing and I promise you after you go to Hawaii you won't go anywhere else forget about the Caribbean the Virgin Islands Mexico I was thinking about this
2: watching um, you uh, suggested that I watch the White Lotus Yeah. And I watched it the first episode yesterday. Yeah, that's the Caribbean, right?
1: Oh, it is. It is Hawaii. Hawaii. And I
2: thought, ooh, I don't think I could handle that because you have to take a ferry over to the other islands like you can't uh, just sort of forget we, that you're above the ocean
1: we, we took um, jumpers uh, just small little planes you get oh, on little planes yeah and at the time the last time I was there you just get on them like it's a bus you just sit down oh. anywhere and it's a 15 minute flight and you're there okay. it's no big deal yeah
0: what ruined flying for me and made it even worse because I am an anxious flyer I do it because it's convenient not because I love it. Right. But what really ruined flying for me, but was also terrifying at the same time, when I took my radio sabbatical where I didn't work in media broadcasting mm-hmm. full-time yeah. at least for almost three years.
1: I did that too, Ross, yeah.
0: I worked at a, 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 a big box store in town here, a locally owned one. Ugh, and, the real world. Ugh. Yeah, the real world. And a couple times a year, I flew out to do store visits, and I always called it campaign stops. Your longest flight was to get to the area. Right? Yeah. So we'd go out to yep. the Carolinas. It would take three hours. Yep. Then over the course of two, three days, we'd visit eight or nine stores. And every flight in between was literally between 17 and 23 minutes. You're up and you're down. Yeah. Right. yeah. So that, that helped a little bit. But also, those are the planes that tend to crash a fair That's, amount. Oh, thank you. That's what I was going about to <laughs> yeah. say. And, and also, what made me even just despise commoner flying even more is when you're doing that type of puddle jumping. Yeah. You're literally going to these FBOs. You're walking out under the tarmac, up into the plane. You take off and you go, right? Yeah. Couldn't be any more different and easier than how you get on an airplane when you're flying commercially. Yep. But yeah, that those little... And I don't want to undersell this. This is not like a tiny prop plane. This was a jet that seated. Right. 11 or 12 people we had two pilots who were both combat veterans so i i did feel safe but also at the same time every time you're on one of these you're like yeah well i guess this could be
1: it because these are (laughs) these are the ones yeah and we're probably wrong but my assumption is always these are the ones that get just piss pounded and put away wet (laughs) You know, and uh, should have should have changed say- should have changed the oil uh, about ten thousand miles ago. But we'll get to it eventually. Oh my God. Maybe next week. I
2: can't get over <laughs> what you just said. <laughs> oh God! Okay, are,
1: are we not supposed to say that?
2: I mean, I think we can because it's a podcast. One
0: one more reference like that, I'll have to label it explicit. But I think we can get away with.
2: <laughs> uh, Let me say something wine. else. Then <laughs> I feel no. Uh, that's
0: honestly, Kenny. I, I I agree with that. I mean, I, yeah. I couldn't agree with that more. I will say, I felt very confident in how this plane was taken care of, and yeah. just kind of talking to the crew and all that fun stuff. But I can't vouch that that's what every plane is like. The
1: the kind of plane that you could probably light up a heater on it and nobody would care. <laughs>
2: Oh my gosh! I, well. I do
0: know, and again,
1: I won't give it away. But this was
0: the second plane the company had purchased. Prior to that, they had another plane. Yeah, and there was an issue at one point where one of my managers had told me, basically, "I bleep you not." I thought he—he's he's like, "I bleep you not." I served overseas. I thought we were going down. No, no. And he, he oh, always—he always told the story. Oh. He's—he goes, I, "I bleep you not." When they got the plane back under control. There was a bagel with cream cheese stuck on the roof of the airport. Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
2: (laughs) Oh. So
0: so then that story goes, they got it landed, and he said, oh, yeah, we had people who basically just rented cars and drove the rest of the way. And I go, yeah, (laughs) that would be me. If that happened to me, I guarantee you I would never fly again.
1: Ross, one time I'm flying home. I'm a little kid with my family, and we're flying home. Either Republic Airlines or North Central, long defunct airlines. And we skidded off the end of the runway in Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. Oh. We weren't supposed to go through Milwaukee, but we got bumped from whatever flight, so we had to, you know, connect through a few different towns. And we went right off the end of the runway, and uh, they just put it on full reverse, backed right up until the tarmac, turned it around, and drove to the gate. Wow. Yeah, yeah.
0: Would this terrify you, Kenny, or would this help you? Because here, here's what I do. It's just a sick obsession of mine that I I acknowledge is sick. There is a channel on YouTube called the Flight Channel,
1: mm, mm-hmm. and all
0: they do is reenact plane crashes. Oh what? no! 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 I, I,
1: no! 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 What? No! As a matter of fact, that Tom Hanks plane crash movie, I I skipped the part where the plane went down. Oh, Sully! And, and came no uh, no the one uh, with the uh, with the soccer ball.
0: Oh, um, oh, the, cast the, the soccer, away. yeah, Castaway, yeah. soccer yeah. balls, Wilson,
1: yeah. Uh, and I skipped the plane crash part. <laughs> That's
2: very brave,
0: man. Like, I'm sorry, Wilson, Wilson.
1: I had to pick up uh, where he was uh, washed Home up on the beach. On the oh, beach. yeah,
2: you didn't like that plane crash yeah. in the water.
1: Uh, Don, Don, I'm like, I'm play, with plane crashes. I'm like you are with the water.
2: So it doesn't matter if it's land or water. The right. crash.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's yeah, it's. Did you watch Sully?
0: Oh hell no! Are you kidding me? Okay, no chance and not the one with Denzel Washington which was fake.
2: Oh but that yeah, was, I watched that one. What was that one called? That was Flight. Flight.
0: He
1: flies the plane upside down. Oh. Uh, the, the only good He was
2: an alcoholic in that movie, right? Yes. Okay.
1: The only good flying uh, movie I've ever come across and this one should have won many many Oscars, Soul Plane. With Snoop, Soul Dog. plane. With yeah, Snoop Dogg, yeah, and, and Tom Arnold, <laughs> oh. and, and a few other people. That's, Soul plane. That's one of the greatest <laughs> airplane movies oh ever made. Oh my
0: gosh! For a second, I thought you were gonna say like Dumbo. You know, Dumbo. <laughs> Dumbo takes <laughs> off. Right. He's flying away.
1: Ross, this plane. They're doing <laughs> the. They're doing the hop down the runway like they're driving like a lowrider car yeah, going sure. down Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, it's really cool. Do you ever watch
0: off-topic but similar movies? Did you ever see Hot Tub Time Machine? Yes. Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I loved it That
0: showed up yeah. on one of the services that I have And I've, I've seen it before But I definitely flagged it for like the I'm going to watch this as I fall asleep
2: The minute I saw the title of that movie I just thought this is going to be fantastic I don't even care what it is Hot oh. Tub Time Machine
1: See I was the opposite I thought this is going to be so stupid I'm not going to last five minutes And I loved the whole thing It was oh, fantastic
2: I'm confused
1: how did we end up on this topic?
2: We just talked. That's the thing.
1: It was TSA, and then it TSA. got us to planes. That's it. Yeah, That's it. I hope my sister who works for the airline isn't listening.
2: Is she the same one that you just bashed no, about yeah. no. the man And I
1: didn't, I didn't bash her. I just gave her some good-natured ribbing. I was going to say, I hope the other one wasn't listening. Yeah, How sh-
2: many siblings do you have? <laughs> I've never known this.
1: I have two, but when they're both girls, it equals four.
2: <laughs> i can vouch for that <laughs> <laughs> i can vouch for that yeah oh my gosh yeah. that's and, good and
1: i call them good good kids but they're both like me in their 50s so none of us are kids anymore
2: oh sure of course yeah. also
1: if you have two older sisters and you're 35 and single don't
0: ever do anything with a woman because the first <laughs> thing they go is
2: oh my gosh is it
0: your girlfriend
1: oh and yeah like
0: jeez like wow no. The one
1: thing they did teach me, and it's never been an issue, not once in my life, is always close the toilet seat. I never, ever, ever leave the toilet seat up.
0: It's really rude. Me either.
1: Yeah.
2: Please well, I don't, don't have, do it. In I, the I don't night, we fall in and it's scary.
1: Yeah. I, I, I'm not patting myself on the back. I wish I could be like all other guys and leave it up, but it's just, it's not in me. I don't Good. have it Good. Thank in
2: me. God. Both of you are human beings.
1: Are we done, Ross? Yeah, we could be done. I'll, I'll hit your clothes. That's great. All right, thanks once again for listening to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. We don't know why you do it, but we certainly appreciate it. And hopefully we'll be back next week. Thank you.
2: Thanks for listening to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. New episodes drop every week wherever you get your podcasts.